Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Well, hello, hello. Happy New Year, guys. And I know it's January. Well, by the time you guys listen to this, it's going to be almost the end of January. But I am recording this in the third week of January because I don't even know if you noticed this or not, but I took the first two weeks off this year. So I didn't blog. I didn't create any content. I didn't I didn't really do anything that had to do with work. You know, I really just wanted to take some time to to get my shit together, if I'm being completely honest. I wanted to do some planning and some organizing and some reflecting and just really, I was really committed to going into 2019 just feeling good and organized. And I will say I accomplished that mission-ish. Like I almost accomplished everything that I wanted to do. And I say that because I'm sitting here on the floor in my basement recording this podcast. And I feel like I need to be completely honest with you. It is January 16th and you know what? I'm sitting beside my Christmas tree. Yep. It is still up. And I keep forgetting that it's here. And I forgot that it was here until I came down here to record this podcast. And, you know, I had to kind of revamp what I was going to say at the beginning of this podcast, because I was going to talk about getting your shit together And then, you know, I saw the tree sitting there and I realized maybe I don't have my shit together as much as I thought. But I think that there is a really good lesson in that. And I feel like I need to bring it to your attention. So there are a lot of you who feel like I have it together all the time. And I'm not saying that to be arrogant. I'm saying that because I get emails and comments and messages from you all the time asking how I'm so organized and on top of things. And I, you know, it kind of shocks me when I get those messages because I don't feel like I have it all together all the time. And, you know, yes, there are definitely areas of my life where I do have it together. And there's, you know, areas where I am super organized and on top of things. But, you know, on the same note, I'm sitting here beside my Christmas tree and it's January. The kids don't have any matched socks right now. And Reese actually only has, I think, two pairs of pants that fit her and one of them has a hole in them. So it was just... When I came down here, it's something that I just felt like I needed to say. It's like something that all moms need to remember. It's like those women who you feel like have it together all the time, they're hot messes too. Like we all have, we all have our strengths and our areas where we're super on top of things and, you know, areas where we truly thrive. And then, you know, all moms also have areas where they're a hot mess express. So I think that's super important to remember, especially when you're scrolling through your Instagram feed and, you know, this time of year when you're reading everyone's tips and strategies for being super organized and on top of things, just remember, you know, we, like I said, all have areas where we're thriving and we're really on top of things. And then, you know, there's a really good chance that the person who you think totally has their shit together has their Christmas tree up. And, you know, that's just, that's just the reality of motherhood. Anyway, I just needed to do that little disclaimer because I felt like a bit of an imposter sitting here talking about how I spent two weeks getting my shit together and now haven't even got my Christmas decorations down. All right. So first, before we dive in, I just want to thank you all. The response to this podcast 
it, guys, it's been phenomenal. I, I had no idea how the podcast would turn out. I had no idea what your reaction would be. I didn't know if you really wanted this type of content. And I was kind of really just doing what I always do when it comes to this platform and just kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Just so you know, that's pretty much all entrepreneurs' strategy in life. But the messages and the reviews and the ratings and the shares on social media, like they tell me that you're digging it and I'm loving the process and I'm loving connecting with all of you. So we're just so you know, we're going all in with the podcast this year and I'm just, I'm just so grateful for all of you guys. And while we are on that topic though, I do need to say if you are loving the podcast and you haven't already, if you could do me a huge favor and head to iTunes and just leave a rating and a review It helps tell iTunes that this podcast is worth listening to, and then it helps us on the back end so that we can continue to bring these conversations and get some kick-ass guests on here. So if you could do that, honestly, combined with the shares on social media and sharing this podcast with your friends, it really helps us grow and get into more ears and yeah, and just inspire other women to live a kick-ass life. All right. So enough of all of that, enough of the intro. Let's get into it. What are we talking about today? So today I decided to do a little Q&A. I did a call it on Instagram earlier this week and asked you guys if you have any questions. So I was asking for stepmom questions, blended family questions, and then questions that have nothing to do with step parenting. So I had a lot of great questions sent to me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to divide them up into, you know, a stepmom related Q&A and then a non-stepmom related Q&A. So today we're going to do, you know, a Q&A related to step parenting and blended family life. All right. So the first question was sent by Ash Rich 22. And the question was, do you see Darren's ex ever? And are things good now? And yeah, I see, I see her all the time, some seasons more than other seasons, but we're at hockey games together or, you know, things for the kids and, you know, things have never been bad. I would say to the point that we can't see each other in public. Obviously there's times when there's more tension than others. If there's more like emotional things going on behind the scenes, But we've always just been able to be adults. And when we see each other in public, it's just, you know, everyone puts on a happy face and we're there for the kids. And, you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, I really see us as all being on the same team. And we do lean on each other for parenting the kids. We have a super busy schedule. The boys are in travel hockey. You know, my stepdaughter works and she's in a lot of sports. Like we have Reese in a lot of activities. Like there's a lot of running around and we often have to ask each other for help on our respective weeks. So, you know, it's just, we all have to work together. And so, yeah, we, we see each other and, you know, sometimes things are friendlier than others, but overall I would say compared to many high conflict situations, it's just fine. All right. So Ruth G or underscore Ruth G from Instagram also submitted a question and she said, so how do you all navigate parties for your stepkids? So we don't do joint parties. So they have a birthday celebration with their mom and then they have a birthday celebration with us. So if the kid's birthday lands on a day when they're with us, then they're with us for their birthday. And if it lands on the day that they're with their mom, then she gets to celebrate their birthday with them. And then we often will just request a birthday celebration the day after or the day before so that we, the other parent can have, you know, they'll go to for dinner or go to a movie or do something to celebrate. And that's just kind of how we've always done it. 
Now, when it comes to birthday parties for the kids, like their friends' parties, I've always done the kids' birthday parties since the very beginning. And it's just, I think I've done all but one. And it's just how it's worked out. I will say at the beginning, we always offered the parties to her and just made sure that she didn't have something planned. So, you know, I just didn't want to step on anyone's toes. And to be honest, as a mom myself, and I'll probably get some slack for this, but I wouldn't want another woman doing Reese's birthday party. Honestly, even if we did get divorced, I don't feel like that's something that I would want to share, want to give up. There's, you know, again, I'll get slack for this, but there's part of me that just feels like it's my place and my duty to be able to throw that friend's birthday party for her. Now, when we do throw the friend's party, we always extend the invite that if she wants to come, she's more than welcome to come. But that's just kind of how we have done things. And yeah, we celebrate on our own and everyone just kind of gets to do birthdays however they see fit. All right. So the next question is from, I can't say the name, Sherb on Instagram. So how would you handle bio mom not wanting a relationship with the stepmom? Okay, I get this question all the time. And here's the deal, guys. You can't make someone want to have a relationship with you. It takes two parties to have a relationship. And it takes two willing parties to have a healthy co-parenting relationship where you guys can go back and forth and you have that open conversation. And the truth is she may not be ready for that right now. And she may actually never be ready. You know, they say it takes a woman three to five years to really mourn the loss of a marriage and just really process everything that went down, even if they were the one to leave. So you may bring a lot of feelings for her that she's not prepared to deal with, or she may be trying to heal. And for her out of sight, out of mind approach is best for that. Or, you know, she might just not even like you. Like if we're being completely honest, maybe she just doesn't like you. So I always recommend just extending that olive branch and, you know, letting the mom know that you're here and you're, you know, hoping for this type of relationship and, you know, you'd love to meet for coffee or something at some point in time when she's ready. But if she's not ready, just kind of leave it at that and leave the door open. That being said, don't be one of those stepmoms who reach out a bunch of times and then when you don't receive the type of response that you want, be like, okay, whatever, screw her, I'm closing the door. She doesn't want to have type of relationship, so screw that. And then kind of you end up erasing any of the progress that you've you've made. So I think it's super important to remember that there are so many crazy, intense emotions that come with these situations and people often view things from a different lens. So sometimes when the bio mom doesn't want to have a relationship with the stepmom, it's not really about the stepmom at all. It's about what that stepmom represents. So just, I guess, be patient and keep your expectations realistic. You know, I also want to kind of touch on it. I've been meaning to talk about this actually for a while, that social media these days, it's great. You know, all of those hearts and sparkles relationships and co-parenting relationships between stepmoms and ex-wives are amazing and great and they go viral and there's a lot of that being shared online right now. And I think you guys know what I'm talking about. It's like the post with the mom and the stepmom wearing like the matching jersey at the football game or, you know, the family photo shoots when everyone's together. But I think it's really important to remember that as amazing as that is for them, that's maybe not what's best for everyone. And maybe it's not even possible for everyone. Actually, I know it's not possible for everyone. So these posts, while they're being inspiring, they also put a lot of pressure 
on co-parenting relationships right now. And truthfully, for some people, it's just best to parallel parent. It's maybe best to not have a relationship with the ex. Maybe it's best that you don't even communicate with the ex. So I think it's just so important to always remember that your family is unique and you you have to do what works best for everyone in your situation and what's healthiest for everyone in your situation, especially the kids. So you know, just, just don't let those social media posts make you feel like you're not measuring up in your co-parenting relationship or, you know, get you to the point where you're striving for something that's just not realistic. This podcast is brought to you by my ebook, 101 Ways to Be a Kick-Ass Stepmom. From how to navigate your relationship with your husband's ex-wife to how to stop feeling insecure about being the second wife to what to say when your stepkids say, I don't have to listen to you. You're not my mom to how to introduce an R's baby into your blended family crew, to how to minimize conflict even when the ex seems to thrive off it, to how to get on the same page with your husband about all the things, and so much more. This ebook shares my top 101 tips, strategies, and mindset shifts for stepmoms who are ready to live a kick-ass life. To check it out, head to www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash ebook. All right, so the next question comes from Jacqueline Ableby or Ableby. Do you connect more with one stepson more than the other or one stepchild more than the other? If so, how do you handle that? So I will say, I think this is a place where stepmoms overthink things. So it's so important to remember every kid has a different personality. Every kid sees things from a different perspective. There are so many different factors that play into a stepmom's role and relationship with their stepchild that, you know, you, you may not have the same type of relationship with each of your stepchildren. And actually you probably won't. So things like, you know, their age or in the age that you came into their life, the relationship with their mom, the age that their parents separated at their personality, the relationship with your dad, you know, how you came into the picture. What did that look like at the very beginning? What did you do to build a relationship? There are so many different factors that play into these relationships. So, just know every every child is different. So I personally have three stepchildren and they all have three different personalities and I have a different relationship with all of them. Now there have been periods of time where my relationship has seemed easier with my one stepson and then when my then maybe with my other stepson and then with my stepdaughter. It all ebbs and flows and I think that's normal. You know, I've talked to my mom about this before and there were times when I was easier to parent and she felt like she had a stronger relationship with me versus my sisters and then there was periods of time when it was easier to have a relationship with my sisters and she was closer with them. That's just parenting and it's just kind of the way it goes. So this is like I said a situation where stepmoms tend to overthink things. So don't overthink it, right? Just just be the best stepmom you can be for all of your stepchildren and you know ride it out. All right, so the next question comes from MN Redneck Girl. So her question is, do you communicate with the kid's mom or does your husband do all the communicating? So we go through phases. Sometimes my husband does most of the communicating and other times it's mostly me. Honestly, it really depends on where we're all at with everything. I run our house though. So when it comes to schedules and things with the kids and making sure that they have what they need, typically these things do go through me because we've all just kind of learned through, you know, different miscommunications that it's it's easier that way unless things do get missed if I'm included in the picture. So I am grateful that my, you know, stepchildren's mom does communicate with me and does keep me in the loop about things that are important. Because, you know, my husband doesn't think about things like milk orders or back to school clothes and the things that we would typically communicate 
about. And, you know, when those emails just get sent to him, typically things kind of get missed. So yeah, hopefully that answers your question. We ebb and flow, but most of the time we can all communicate together. So the next question comes from Chaos Fight, I believe. So what would you suggest if you feel like your stepkids genuinely don't like you? Okay, so if your stepkids don't like you or just flat out not receptive to you, I I really recommend taking a second and asking yourself, would I like me if I were them? Like put yourself in their shoes and look at the world through a 13-year-old's eyes. Are you acting in a way that warrants them to like you? Are you providing value to their life? Do they see you as a threat? Do they see you as someone who's just come in and like changed their world and taken away their dad? Do you give them one-on-one time with their dad? Do you show interest in them? Do you like them? Did you come in and try to make changes right away? Do you genuinely care for them and can they pick up on that? Like I would really do some reflection and think about what things are like from their perspective. Sometimes stepmoms come in and jump into parenting too quickly and forget about building that friendship or building that relationship based on trust and respect. And it's, it's a huge, huge mistake. So I would say right now, if you feel like your stepkids don't like you, I don't think that you should have a role in parenting, to be quite honest. That is a time where I think that it's super important to take a back seat and let their dad take the reins. And then you really focus on having good conversations and building that relationship back up. A while back, I wrote a blog post that basically talked about this very topic. And it, you know, I basically said, if your stepkids don't like you, it's for one of two reasons. So even though it is complicated and there's a variety of different reasons that a stepchild may not like their stepmom, I believe that it falls into one of two categories. So A, either it's something you've done, like you're being an ass and there's like a reason that your stepkids don't like you and it has everything to do with you and it's something that you can control or it's completely outside of your control. So, and when I say that it's completely outside of your control, it's one of those situations where no matter what you do or how great you are, they're not going to like you because they don't like the idea of you or what you represent. So, you know, factors like they're still dealing with their divorce or their mom is feeding them crap about you, or they feel like by liking you, they're betraying their mom, or they're just a moody teenager and in a teenager phase. So you have to really think about whether or not it's just something that you've done and something that you can rectify and something that you can change? Or is it, you know, factors that are just outside of your control? So it's really, really something that I always encourage stepmoms to think about. Like, stop, ask yourself, would I like me if I were my stepkids? You know, it's a really, really interesting question to ask. One thing that I always do recommend if you are going through rocky times with your stepkids is to just talk to them. And it can be super awkward and you might be nervous that you're going to get shut down or, you know, in a not so great conversation. But I think it's important to open up the lines of communication and just knock on their door and say, hey, do you have a quick second? Can I can I talk to you? And if you've done things where you felt like maybe you didn't respond in the best way or you haven't been the best stepmom, apologize for how things have been going. Just say that you're sorry and say that things have come off the rails but you'd love to find a way to move forward and just share how you're feeling in an age appropriate way. I think it's so important to just, you know, just be straight up with your stepkids. And if they feel like they can talk to you about things and they feel like you are really, really trying, typically it goes a long way. You can also say something like, look, 
I know you don't like me and that's totally fine. You're allowed to not like me, but we need to figure out a way to live together because honestly, I don't think this is nice for anyone in this house or something along those lines. So being vulnerable can go a long way when you're struggling with your relationship with people. And I've had a lot of reports back and I've dealt with this in my own family. Just being vulnerable can go a long, long way. And hey, if it backfires and they aren't receptive to it, well, then you're no worse off than you were before. All right. So the next question comes from Shireen282. Do your bonus kids have their own rooms and stuff at your house? Okay. So the kids sleep in the garage and they have a heater out there and some cots. Well, yes, they have their own room. Um, they, they have their own room and they have their own stuff here. But, you know, the older ones, as they have become teenagers, they bring a lot of stuff back and forth because they do have their favorite stuff. But until recently, there was always, you know, one full set of clothes here, one full set of clothes at their mom's. And uh, yeah, they would have their toys and all of that kind of stuff at each house. But things like winter coats and boots and sporting equipment have always gone back and forth. Now, I will say, typically, if the kids want to bring certain things back and forth, we will allow them to do that. You know, I have a really hard time when you say, no, that has to stay here. You give them, you know, they're so excited about a new pair of pants or a new sweater or a new something, and they have to stay at that house. And I get there's certain circumstances where that's, there's just no other choice because you never, ever see it again. But I do think it is really important to try and create a system where the kids can bring some stuff back and forth because I just think about it. I can't imagine only being able to wear my favorite jeans every other week or only being able to have my favorite sweater, you know, every other week or my favorite toy. I just, I try to look at things from the kids' perspective and it's not their fault that their parents are divorced. Like they didn't sign up for this. They didn't sign up for two homes and two separate sets of belongings and kind of being trucked back and forth. And I think that it's really important to really just put yourself in the kids' shoes about that. And that does remind me, actually, I do have a free guide with, I think it's like 11 tips on how to transition clothes and belongings back and forth from mom's house to dad's house, stress-free. So I'll link that in the show notes below. So if you haven't grabbed your copy of that, there's some really good strategies in there because guys, honestly, the very beginning, I spent a lot of time stressing over a pair of skinny jeans and Under Armour sweaters and things that were going back and forth and things that the kids were forgetting. And we ended up implementing some systems here that really, really changed the game. So like I said, I will link that below and hopefully that helps. Okay. So the last question is, have you ever met one-on-one with your stepkids mom? Now that I think about it, I don't think we've ever met one-on-one purposely. Like we haven't said, let's meet for coffee or let's meet for wine. But we have chatted one-on-one at drop-offs or we've, you know, talked on the phone several times and had honestly some pretty frank and serious conversations, both about co-parenting, how things are going, how things are feeling, just things that are going on in the co-parenting space that sometimes aren't all hearts and sparkles. So we can have those conversations and I'm, and I'm glad that we can because, you know, I feel like there's oftentimes where you just kind of need to get things off your chest and you need to have, you know, open and honest conversations so that you can move forward in a healthier way. Now I will say socially, we have, you know, gone out and had wine socially before. So there was an occasion where we have, we have mutual friends mostly because of the kids sports. So we all went out for dinner and for wine one night. And it was a little strange to be quite honest. I didn't know how I felt about it at first, but honestly it was fine. And we're able to just kind of put any stuff that's going on aside and just kind of be grown ass adults, which I think is super important. 
And we've also, you know, we can have wine at hockey tournaments if we're both at the hockey tournaments and all the parents are socializing or whatever. But like, I wouldn't say we've exchanged best friend necklaces or anything. It's just, I think it's important to recognize that, you know, these situations don't always bring out everyone's shiniest quality. Like I know as a stepmom, there have been emotions and, you know, frustrations that I've had related to my role as a stepmom that you know, haven't made me act in the best way. You know, I've woke up and been like, mm, maybe that wasn't the best reaction I had yesterday. And I know that, you know, that's been the situation on the other side as well. And my husband has experienced the same thing. So I think it's important to remember that the way that we deal with these co-parenting stressors, there's just a lot of extra emotions involved in it. So I think it's really important to be able to just kind of separate it and realize that outside of all of this stuff that we're dealing with, we're all just regular people and, you know, be forgiving and act like adults and put your stuff aside when the situation warrants it and just kind of, yeah, be a grown ass adult. Anyway, that was the last question that was submitted for this podcast. So I'm going to wrap it up. But like I said, guys, there were so many questions submitted. So we are definitely going to do another Q&A. I think I'm going to have Darren on and do a little Q&A with him as well. And so stay tuned for that. And if you do have any questions that you want me to answer on the podcast, definitely shoot me an email or come follow along on Instagram and shoot me a DM there. And I will do my best to answer all the questions. All right. That's it for this week, guys. I will chat with you next week. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you.